Welcome to Game Pinions episode 54. I'm your host, Calman, and today we are joined by Dakota. Hello. What is going on, Dakota? Not much. Uh, sitting here counting down the hours until uh, I get the notification that my PlayStation 5 has shipped. I am so incredibly jealous of you. Uh, I've been thinking about the PlayStation 5 all week, but I know I have like other things that I need to purchase because I just recently moved into a, a new apartment. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, yeah, thanks. It's It definitely beats recording in a really hot car. Um, so, you know, instead of buying playstations we're buying sofas and trying to save up for washer and dryers and all that stuff so gonna have to sit out this launch but uh, i will live my excitement through you can you play spider-man on a washer and dryer Uh, i think if you get like the uh the lg um you can at least play like skyrim on like the little (laughs) i think i've seen that but i think that's about it yeah (laughs) it's like voice skyrim or something yeah we talked about getting it at launch in like our playstation 5 recap and uh you know i kind of mentioned i get it more so in just tradition at this point i like being involved in the launch of things um even though there's not a ton out i mean there's definitely a better selection than the ps4 had so i was able to kind of justify it that way but definitely excited you know you'll get yours as well at some point i'm sure and uh we'll get your reaction to it yeah yeah probably i'm thinking next year i'll probably end up doing that um maybe around my birthday in february would be kind of cool but not really sure not really sure how that's going to pan out it's kind of kind of early but um really exciting stuff though because you know we don't really see a ton of console launches so whenever one launches it's always really exciting so i guess today what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about the playstation 4 because playstation 5 obviously as you are listening to this episode today that today is the day because this goes up on Thursday and PlayStation five is, is out now. So it's basically going to probably be a waiting game for everybody. Um, because I think that they're actually not really being available in physical stores. So it's basically online only. And all the pre-orders are really the only ones that are going to go out. So I figured that we could kind of take this episode and just kind of reminisce about the wonderful PlayStation four that we've had for what the last seven years or so. Yeah, yeah, 2014. Man, I remember picking up my PlayStation 4, and uh, this was a good generation. This was a good generation of, of gaming. A lot of good games. I think we saw a lot of, of new franchises that are kind of going to set the stage for the PS5 and PS6 and uh, you know, and anything beyond that. So uh, it was, it was fun. I, I always try to compare this to like, we've talked about comparing it to like the PS3 and like which one we liked better. And I don't know, man, this PS4 had a good run. Yeah. I mean, personally for me, I played a lot more games on the PS4 than I did the PS3. Cause I was really late cause I didn't get my PS3 until like 2011, I think. Um, so I was really late to that party, but I kind of had the PS4, I think, got it like maybe almost exactly a year after it launched so i was still you know pretty early on that train um so i kind of got to enjoy uh, a lot of different games i don't think i played nearly the amount of uh exclusives that you did so i guess when we're compiling our list i mean mine probably isn't going to be as impressive as yours oh well you know you you play what you like i I definitely i played a lot of exclusives i I tried to buy not all of them but um I tried to buy most of them and I feel like I've played most of the big ones. So, um, yeah, you'll probably see they make up the majority of my list, if not all of my lists. So it'll be a nice contrast to kind of what you have. 
and uh, you know, we'll get some different opinions in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess before we uh, we kick off, um, are you currently playing anything on the PlayStation Four? I know that you know, obviously, we've been playing Madden and on all that stuff. But have you been playing like any, I guess, like you know, single player games recently or nah? I really haven't. Yeah, I really haven't. Um, the last single player game I really played was Last of Us Two, and that was kind of like my last hurrah on on the PS4. Um, like you said, we, okay. we play Madden pretty frequently, but nothing really occupying my time right now. I, I figured uh, before I buy anything else on the PS4, you know, I, I, there were some games I definitely wanted to get at launch for the PS5, so I started tucking that money away and decided to just wait for that. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of you know in in save mode for PS five and getting those, uh, those launch titles. So I guess, you know, when I think of, when I think of PS four, um, you know, I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and start, you know, the game listing and all that. Um, I have to say that, uh, you know, obviously I think of those, you know, first launch titles of like kill zone. And those are games that I actually never played, but I just remember how, you know, impressive that kill zone looked, um, you know, in these console consoles first came out like i feel like that was kind of the first game that you looked at and it was like okay that's kind of a significant jump over the last generation um did you ever even i guess play that game i didn't play uh the kill zone I-, I never did and it's unfortunate because kill zone 2 was like one of my favorite games on the ps3 i think i was uh i listened to the reviews i guess uh, of that kill zone I-, I don't know if it was um highly touted at launch i guess but uh, in my first game that kind of gave me that reaction was Infamous when that came out because that came out in, I think, March of the, year, the, I guess, the next year. So the PlayStation came out in November. That March, Infamous came out. And that was like the game that like blew me away. And I was like, wow, okay, this, this is why I got the console. Yeah. Yeah, see, I actually never even played Infamous. Like, there's so many games that I have not played. But at the same time, when I think about the PS4, I do think about those games, like oddly enough, even though <laughs> I did not partake in them at all. Um, but I just remember, you know, even looking at like the, you know, that taco, I think it was a Taco Bell commercial. Maybe it wasn't, but the, uh, oh, what was it? The, um, you know, it's such a perfect day. Do you remember that uh, commercial where they're like, they're singing and it's like the PlayStation 4 commercial? Uh, I've had to have seen it. It's not. It's not ringing a bell. I mean, the the song sounds familiar, but I can't like picture it in my head. Yeah, Yeah, I just I remember all the advertisements leading up to the PlayStation Four, and I was getting like super hyped up for it. Um, But I do remember, you know, you saying that you weren't going to buy it at launch. I think I texted you at some point in time, and you said, "No, you're not going to buy it at launch. You're going to wait." And then I just remember launch day rolls around and I, I get a notification on my phone and I open it and you have a, a picture on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weak man. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't doing a lot of gaming. Like I was just working a lot and it was at Best Buy. So of course, when you know there were pre-orders that didn't get picked up, you were allowed to buy them. Um, and I had to wait in line. It wasn't like an employee uh, uh, advantage or anything. I had to wait in line outside and I got a ticket for one of the pre-orders that didn't pick up. And I was like, well, why not? And uh, I picked up Battlefield 4, and that was my game, really, that I played until Infamous. And that that game, even though it wasn't an exclusive, that game blew me away, too. Battlefield 4, like, the environments and the, the sound and, and the graphics, I mean, they, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, I, actually, I did play that. And I do remember um, when I looked up reviews for the PS4, because I was kind of starting to get a little weak, um, probably around that, you know, one-year mark that it came out. 
um, very close to when I bought it. And I just remember, you know, looking up different videos. I'm like, you know, is this really worth it? Like, should I wait? And I'm looking at, uh, you know, videos of like Battlefield 4, which is a franchise that I really don't even care about, to be honest. Um, but, you know, that's like kind of like one of the benchmarks that people are using. And I'm like, you know, that actually looks pretty darn good. Um, so that was one of actually the uh, the selling points for me that, you know, was I mean, because when you're when you're trying to, I guess, justify buying a system, I mean, you're going to take pretty much anything as like, oh, this is a positive. This is a positive. Um, so Battlefield 4 was actually one of the games that I did look at um, prior to getting uh, the PS4. I think that game still has a player base to this day. I think you can still go on and get lobbies just because it's it was the last of the like um, in modern warfare battlefield, you know, because then they went to World War One and uh, all of that. So I know it still has a, a player base. I would like to get another battlefield. I'm sure we will at some point, like another modern bat- battlefield on the PS5. I'm sure would be incredible. But yeah, I, I would say, I mean, yeah. that. I definitely could feel the next gen when I was playing that. And then infamous was really the one that blew me away. And that's been free on the PlayStation store a couple times. So it might be in your library and you don't even know. Um, I know it's been the PS plus game a few times, but definitely a, a game worth playing yeah. that to me felt almost like a tech demo. That was like an actual game because it was, it was totally meant to show like the power of the, of the PS4. And I remember the game Rise that came out on the Xbox. Do you remember that? The Roman Knight game? I think you were like a you were something. You were like a Spartan or something. It came out at launch, but I think yeah. it was only like four hours long and it was a lot of cutscenes and like quick time events. But that was basically a tech demo. I mean, the game looked cool, but that was to show you like the Xbox. I felt like we got yeah. one even better, you know, because Infamous was like a full-fledged game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could definitely see it, you know, that way. And I think I actually do have that in my library because it was, I guess, a, a PS Plus game at some point in time. Um, now, I guess for you, what was what was like your your next gen moment when you were playing? Like, was that was that Infamous? Like, when you were playing that, did that kind of you know trigger in your mind? Like, hey, this is this is you know the real deal. Oh. Yeah, it might it might have been infamous. I mean, hmm, I'd really have to think back. Um, I'm I'm sure there was a moment. I, I do remember playing Infamous and when you got the superpowers and the neon, like the neon power you had, uh, looked ridiculous. Like in uh, on the screen, you know, and, and playing at night. And Infamous didn't have um, it didn't have like a real time clock. You know, different parts of the story it would be nighttime. Different parts it would be daytime. So. The nighttime parts of the story, I mean, just kind of like blew me away. So th- that might be yeah. one of them. I mean, I'd really have to think, but probably happened during Infamous. Yeah, I feel like with mine, it probably it probably took until Destiny came out. Um, I feel like that was I was super hyped up for that game. That was one of the few games that I think I actually bought on launch. And I do remember you coming in when we were playing that game and I, we like hit like the dance button at the exact same time because uh, you know it had like that drop in and drop out multiplayer. Um, I feel like that was kind of my next gen moment because I feel like just how the game looked, it looked more impressive than you know anything that I played online, um, you know, prior to that. Um, and you know, honestly, thinking back, I really didn't have a lot of games on PS3 that were like online co op. So I feel like that was kind of like my, you know, next gen uh, moment. You know what? You know what mine really was? 
uh, and you know what? I just thought about this just because we were talking about Battlefield was the downtown map. The first time, I don't know if you remember, but you know, in, in um, Battlefield 4, there was like scripted events that would happen during the games. And one of them on this map, and I can't think of the name of the map, but it was when the big skyscraper would collapse. Uh, do you remember that? Mm. Oh, it, it, that it would collapse on the really map. Familiar. And it was like, oh my God, because Battlefield's always had um, destructive environments, but the whole skyscraper yeah. comes down. And I was like, whoa, that, that might have been mine now that I think about it. Yeah, it's like, wow, these you know systems have the processing power to. Oh my to God, the whole that, building comes down. And then the map, the game keeps yeah. going because it happens like midway through. And then you're playing with this collapsed building. So, yeah, I, that, that was incredible. I, that might be mine because you never saw really anything like that in an online game on the PS3. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is pretty, pretty impressive um, to think about because, yeah, PS3, you know, you did have like Battlefield and you'd have like, you know, you know chunks and pieces of like buildings in like battlefield i think what three and uh maybe even like bad company bad two, company two where, yeah would do it yeah. and you know you'd have like chunks and missing pieces but you wouldn't have like an entire building just collapse during a, a match um so yeah that that is pretty neat um now if you had to i guess do you want to start listing i guess our uh our favorite games from uh ps4 yeah, let's go through them. I guess should we all? Do you want to? So I have a list of five um, that I have in order of what I would rate it. Should I start with number five and then uh, just go down the list, or are we alternating? Like I'll do one, you do one. Uh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, let's alternate. So you right. start off with your number five, and I will. Uh, I'll stand by. Hmm. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if any of ours uh, match up, but. Uh, this is pretty tough. Played a lot of good games. Um, number five, I chose Horizon Zero Dawn, which was you know that that new um, franchise. I think it was by was it Guerrilla Games? Did Horizon Zero Dawn? Um, I'll have to look that up. I think so, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this game was really cool. It was like a I I remember seeing it at E3 and not really knowing a ton about it, but it just looked cool, like robot dinosaurs, and it looked like. You're playing as like a Native American because they're using like, um, you know, bows and arrows. Uh, so that was really cool. And uh, playing the game, I mean, just graphically blew me away. Um, did you ever wind up playing Horizon Zero Dawn? I've played a little bit of it. And, you know, in terms of like graphics, Horizon feels like it looks too good to play almost. Like it almost looks like it it shouldn't. It has no like business looking that good. It looks like, so just, good. It's, it's insane. It looks so good. Yeah. It, for a while, actually, I think it still is, is the wallpaper on my PlayStation profile. Um, I have this awesome shot when you're fighting, uh, you know, a, a, a robotic T-Rex, which is like the biggest enemy in the game. And I got such a cool shot. I mean, there's so many cool elements to the game from the level design. The combat felt really good. The weapons were cool. The upgrade system was cool. Uh, the story was really good. It did start a little slow, I think, but by the time it got going, I was in, like I was zoned into it. So, um, and now, you know, we're getting a sequel, which is going to be awesome. So this is kind of like when I referred to the start, you know, games that are going to launch us into the PS5 and the PS6. This is one of them. So I chose that for my number five spot. Yeah, that blows my mind because imagine, I mean, just imagine how good that other game's going to look. Like, it's it's just, it's hard to imagine that that's even possible. It, ridiculous. It, I mean, ridiculous. 
yeah that that is pretty that's pretty awesome that's definitely on my list of games that so I, I guess we'll look at what your number five is uh um, what did you choose over there i'll start things off with rocket league I know it's not a PlayStation exclusive, but I think you could definitely make the argument that Rocket League success really started because that it was on PlayStation Plus as a free game. I feel like that really kickstarted its popularity and really got its you know player base to you know a pretty substantial level. And I think after that, it kind of just carried you know momentum through because people you know they got their hands on it and they realized like, hey, this game is pretty darn good. Like it's when you first start off, obviously it's a little weird. You know, you, you have to like wait for the, the ball to bounce and it's, you know, very, it's very like cumbersome at first, but then after you play for a while, you start, you know, kind of developing on, you know, how to actually play the game and it's more intricate than it looks. And it's, uh, just a one, probably one of the best multiplayer experiences that I think I've ever really had. Um, so definitely one of my favorite games of all time. And of course, one of my favorite games on the PlayStation four, that's a good one. And there's very few games that I will play, you know, two, three years after they come out, let alone, you know, four or five or whatever we're up to now, you know, and that's still one of them that yeah. I'll go back and play. And, and that doesn't happen. And I definitely agree. I think being free on PlayStation Plus accelerated it because it this game had a, a prequel. Like, I, I think that it was called like supersonic acrobatic something cars. And uh, I mean, that never yeah. reached this level of popularity. So that's that's a good choice for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, definitely one of my favorite games for sure. So my number four, uh, I chose Bloodborne. Uh, another PlayStation 4 Ooh. exclusive. Did you ever wind up playing Bloodborne? I played a little bit. I played up until the point you get into the forest. Okay, so that's a, like a decent part of the game. I, yeah. I bought this because... I thought it looked cool. Like I was watching streamers play it when it came out. I had never played a Demon Souls or a Dark Souls. I had no interest in those. Um, but this one, for some reason, looked cool. And as soon as I picked it up, I was like hooked. Like I thought I knew what hard games were. I didn't know anything till like I played this. Like think of somebody that's never played a Demon Souls or a Dark Souls. I had no idea what I was in for. The first level, which is basically a tutorial just to teach you how the game kind of works, I kid you not, took me like six hours. Like I was so frustrated and I almost quit it. I was like, I, I can't do this. Like this game is just, it's, but it's, it's a fair game. And that's what the game kind of taught you. And that's when I started to really get hooked is that anytime you die in like this game, it was never because I got cheated or like, you know, the game was unfair. It's usually because I made a mistake or something. And the thing that I've, I, I've played some Dark Souls games since this. And the thing that I really like about Bloodborne is that it's um, it's way more offensive as opposed to defensive. So you can be, it kind of rewards you for being on the attack, like how you can regen your health. Um, the level design in this game was awesome. I love the aesthetic. Um, I hope we get a Bloodborne 2. I played a ton, ton of this game. Uh, so that's why I chose it for my number four. That's that's a really good choice. Uh, I man, I like that one too. Um, I did really enjoy that. I don't know if I'd put it into like my favorite category, um, but yeah, I definitely definitely like that one a lot. Um, man, I don't know what game to pick. Um, <laughs> so many to choose from. I had a tough time. I really did. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and select. I'll do Ghost of uh, Tsushima. I'll go ahead and do that. Oh, um, I think, yeah, I think you, you definitely need to get that game. I know you haven't gotten it yet, 
But the reason why it's so, I guess, low on my list is just because I haven't really, I haven't really completed it yet. I'm just really taking my time. And I just found that, you know, while playing other games, um, you know, from the past year that I've just been enjoying it, just, you know, going through games really slow. Um, I think that when I try to plug through something too fast, I usually start off really fast and then I just stop playing altogether. Um, so I've been just kind of playing it when I feel like it. And it's been really, really good. You know, the the gameplay mechanics are just super smooth. You know, I I think we were texting earlier about um, Assassin's Creed. It's very similar to that. It's very similar to like a Shadow of Mordor. It's very similar, um, you know, in terms of combat. But it's just, I don't know, the setting, the characters, everything just just kind of clicking for me. And while I don't think the game is like, you know, this, you know, groundbreaking experience or, you know, anything like that. But I think that it's it's just really cool. Like Japan is really neat, you know, especially during that time period. And, you know, I like the how it has like, you know, some historical context and all that, even though if it's, it's you know, kind of just based loosely around it. Um, it's, uh, it's really, really phenomenal. And, you know, the graphics look amazing at all times. There's just constant wow moments just because of the lighting. It's, I don't know if it would be considered bloom. Uh, I don't think it is, but it's, oh man, it just, it looks so freaking good. Um, it's one of those games where it's like, I feel like if it was just the combat alone, maybe it would get kind of tiresome. Um, but very similar to a game that I'm going to mention probably next it has built in mechanics to kind of prevent it from getting stale. You know, there's different level ups that you can do. There's different attacks that you can kind of build on. So it's like, you're constantly kind of working towards different techniques and different stances and different, um, you know, weapons that you can use. And it's just, it's awesome. And now they have that multiplayer mode, which I unfortunately have not gotten a chance to play, but I heard that is also phenomenal. And it's, uh, it's definitely, probably in contention at least for me to be my game of the year this year um of course you know we still have a couple months to go but honestly i can't really see something uh taking its place yeah i I, well yeah i mean i don't know that there's any uh from and from what it looks like any game that's going to overtake that that's that's one of the few games i haven't gotten a chance to play and it's on my list and i'm definitely going to play it at some point um, but yeah, you sent me some screenshots and like, it just looks ridiculous. Like the fact that they got that out of the PS4, um, is just crazy. Yeah. And I know we're at the end of the life cycle, but, um, just looks ridiculous. So that's definitely going to get a game I get around to. I knew that was going to be on the list. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. My number three, which I'm sure we're going to share. I'm sure it'll make your list. I don't want to assume. Can you guess what it is? I'm going to say Spider-Man. It is Spider-Man. <laughs> This game, it, those eyes, <laughs> those eyes. Uh, aside, memes aside, this is like the. It's got to be the best superhero game ever made. And I'm more of a Batman fan than Spider Man. I've played every Batman game that's come out. There's never been a game that made you feel like a superhero like as much as this did. Like, uh, you know, g- going through the city, the combat. It was very true. I love the take it took on the characters. Um, I, I literally, there's not a bad thing I have to say about this game. Everything was good. Everything. Side missions, I wanted to do it all. Like, I got the platinum on it because I, I just wanted more. Um, and I'm sure, I know we, we I think, played this together. I believe you bought it at launch and I did. And uh, it was yeah. just, it blew me away. 
Yeah, I mean, I man, this game is definitely up there with, you know, my favorite games of all time. Obviously, you know, you know that Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. Yeah. So when this game was getting like, you know, announced and, you know, we're seeing it, I was like, okay, it's just kind of going to be, you know, another crappy superhero game, whatever. Um, But as we started getting closer and I actually started looking into it, I'm like, holy crap, this actually looks really freaking good. And I was kind of concerned. I was like, you know, these enemies are going to be, you know, generic and, you know, it's not really going to be, you know, it's going to kind of be like fluff content almost. But that really wasn't true at all. Like the enemies I thought were going to be the most generic ended up being the most interesting. There's, man, there's so much to say about the game. I mean, the story was incredible. I think that this game proves that movies are not the optimal way of telling a story. They're just not. Video games are so vastly superior because you have so much time. You know, you're obviously making the inputs, but you have so much time to tell a story And this Spider-Man game, you know, it destroyed any Spider-Man movie in terms of story, in my opinion. I mean, it was just, it was so good. And like, even though you know some things are going to happen, it was still almost shocking when they did. It's like, you know, and, you know, we'll go ahead and and spoil this here. So if you never listen to, if you never watched or played the Spider-Man game, then you probably don't want to listen to this next section. But like when, you know, you're kind of going through that stuff with like, you know, Dr. Octavius, it's like, man, I feel bad for this guy. Like he's like, you know, losing his mind essentially. And, you know, there's just, you know, that decision at the end. It's like, you know, I don't know what the right decision is here because <laughs> it's like, you know, he's not really like a bad guy necessarily. It, but it, man, I mean, I, I'll crazy. tell you what it nailed. You know, if you're going to make a Spider-Man game, the one thing you cannot not have be perfect is the web slinging. And they nailed it. I would spend out like not even doing missions there. I don't know that there was a time that I fast traveled because I just wanted to like, you know, fly through the city. Like it felt so good. It, it looks so cool yeah. doing the acrobatics. I mean, they, they nailed everything, but especially that, I mean, the web slinging, they just got down and it, um, oh, it was perfect. Not even, I don't, I hate even saying like it was a great superhero game. Cause I don't want to, you know, narrow it down to that category. It was just a great game in general. Probably one of the best games on the PS4, maybe ever, maybe ever in gaming. I'm oh, gonna go absolutely. throw that out. Yeah, I I completely agree, and that's actually I you know oddly enough, I was actually about to bring that up too. What made the game so great is that it was fun to play even when you were literally not doing anything. Just getting from point A to point B was like the funnest part. I can't think of another game that is like that. I can't think of another game where it's like the journey to your location where all the action is happening was just as fun or more fun than your destination point. And they just completely nailed it. It's it's not and you're right, it's not just a, you know, a good superhero game. This is a excellent game with masterful game design. Like I mean there's just nothing there's nothing quite like it. And yeah, they nailed the web slinging. They have built-in mechanics to prevent the um, you know, the combat from getting stale. You have all the different levels up, you have all the different um you know, collectibles you can find. And there was just, there was something really cool about, you know, finding those different collectibles and picking it up and hearing like, you know, Peter Parker's voice. It almost took me back to, you know, whatever grade we were in and we're, we're watching that Tobey Maguire, you know, original Spider-Man movie. It was just, I don't know. It's had like this really familiar tone to it. And they nailed the Peter Parker in this too. Just want to throw that out there too. And, you know, this game was really, 
important to me because I actually went on vacation the week this game came out. And my vacation lasted about 13 hours before I had to come back home. So basically, my whole entire week was due to hurricane. So basically, my whole entire week, I when I got home, I'm like, you know what? I'm picking up Spider-Man and I'm going to play this thing the whole freaking week. <laughs> and it actually ended up being a pretty darn good week because I got to play this game. But it was just, oh, man, it's it's phenomenal. I can't I could probably talk about this game for hours on end. It's it's just that good. I'm very excited to play uh, Miles Morales. I mean, that's going to be the first game I buy. I've already decided uh, when I get my PlayStation. I hope I get it here early tomorrow. But uh, that's going to be the one. I can't wait. So get to get a little bit more Spider-Man yeah. soon. Um, my number two, I went with, it was tough. I mean, this top three, it could have been interchangeable. Um, but I went with God of War. God of War it has always been one of my favorite franchises on the PlayStation two, God of War one and two might be my favorite games. Um, and then we didn't really get one on the PS three. Well, we got God of War three. I'm sorry. Um, and then we got a remastered somewhere after that. Um, this was nothing like anything I've ever played. God of War wise, this game took a totally different approach in terms of the combat, in terms of uh, the way you navigate the game. It was like open worldish. There were different areas you could explore. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a game, kind of like Bloodborne. Uh, that's the best way to describe it. There's there's different routes you can go. It's not totally linear, um, but it's also not open world. Um, but this game, from the the setting, the story, you get like an old grizzled Kratos who's uh, no longer really a god. Um, he's no longer at Mount Olympus. You don't have the Greek mythology anymore. This is like, you know, Vikings and Thor and and all of that and Odin. And um, it, it was awesome. I mean, my only... Everything in this game was perfect. It, it did everything perfect. The only thing I didn't really like, some of the enemies were a little bit repetitive. Um, but other than that, just totally awesome, awesome game. And it, it did set for a sequel. So I'm sure we'll get a, another God of War uh, soon. This is almost like separate from the first three. Um, it's kind of like creating its own thing now. And I mean, the combat was so satisfying. The weapons were so satisfying. The characters were good. It was cool seeing a Kratos that wasn't like totally out of his mind crazy on revenge. This he's just kind of trying to live his life and uh, some other gods have some other plans for him. So he reluctantly, you know, gets involved in this fight and it, it winds up being an awesome story. And the end scene is one of the coolest in any game ever. Uh, those that play know what I'm talking about. I guess I could spoil it, right? This is a non-spoiler-free podcast. Yeah, you can go ahead and spoil it. I haven't played it yet, but... Oh, I don't want to spoil it for you then. Do I dare? Do I dare throw it out there? Do you think you're ever going to play God of War? <laughs> I don't know, man. I really don't know. I can hold my ears while you say it. <laughs> <laughs> well... I guess it doesn't really spoil anything because you knew it was going to happen. But at the end of the game, Kratos has beat the bad guys. He's he's sitting, uh, you know, back at his cabin, and he awakes. He goes outside. It's pouring, and who's standing out there waiting for him? But Thor. And if you know, if you play this game, you know you tore through basically everybody but Thor. So he's back, and he wants some revenge on Kratos. So uh, that's leading into the. Um, the sequel, I guess, but definitely worth playing for sure. Now, was it Marvel's Thor that was sitting out there? Or it was just a different Thor. Uh, it wasn't Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> this was a mean looking, uh, evil Thor. This is not Thor. Oh, okay. Uh, the friendly Thor that we've all 
grown to love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's a game I definitely do need to play. Um, I feel like if you have a PlayStation, you kind of have to. Um, so maybe in this, you know, period of time where you have a PS five and I do not have a PS five, maybe I can get these, these, uh, games. Cause I think they're actually pretty cheap now and they go on sale pretty frequently. They do. And um, and the cool thing with this one, too. like I know God of War never really had that same connection. Cause I don't think you play them on the PS two, but this is like its own separate thing. You don't even need to have played any other ones to play this one. This really starts everything fresh. So you don't need any other previous knowledge to, to go into this. And that, yeah, that definitely is, that definitely is kind of, uh, you know, intriguing. I actually did go back and play uh, the original God of War on the PlayStation Vita. Oh, so and I, I stand corrected. It. it was pretty good. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Um, and that actually, during that time, I did want to get the PS4 version, but then, uh, or, you know, the PS4 one. Um, but I just never ended up doing that. So, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Um, oh, shoot. All right, so I guess okay, I guess the last one on my list is going to be it's not techni- it's not exclusive anymore, but it was when it first came out and it came out probably almost a year ago. Uh and that of course is Death Stranding. Oh, so that was there it is. The, yeah, man. You need to play this game. I think that this game is really cool because it's just so vastly different than anything I've ever played. And I I always have a hard time deciding if I prefer this over Spider-Man, but they're just so vastly different. I mean, even just, you know, mechanically, it's just not even in the same stratosphere. Um, Spider-Man, you know, it's all free swinging. You can go wherever you want. Where Death Stranding is really a game that is, you know, open world, but you are very limited just because it's, you know, a game that's about almost, you know, land traversal in a way. And there's just certain areas that you can get to, but it might not be the safest thing to do so um, for, you know, a a couple different reasons. Um, You know, landscape wise, it just might not be, you know, plausible to get from point A to wherever you're trying to get to. Um, but then there's also, you know, enemies that are floating around that you can't necessarily see all the time, but it's a, it's a game that I think excels just because you are very limited in what you can do, but at the same time, you can still be imaginative and you can still get to places, you know, in creative ways, but you know, it's one of those, one of those games where it's, you know, the, the gameplay and the story, they line up really well. And the story, it's so weird, but it gets to the point where it's like, this is so weird, but I don't want it to end because there's not anything like this story-wise. Like, there's just so many weird things happening that it's like almost hard for your mind to comprehend. Like, somebody actually created this game. Like, these things are actually happening in front of you right now, and you get to kind of experience this, you know, insane story. And I really appreciated that. Of course, you know, Kojima does weird things. Um, you know, he likes to put like, you know, man at the end of everyone's name, which is really weird. So it's like Hartman, dead man, you know, all that, all that stuff. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely some, you know, Kojima characteristics sprinkled in there, but you know, the performance done by like Mads Mikkelsen, um, you know, Guillermo del Toro's, uh, likeness, 
you know, obviously Sam Porter Bridges, uh, which Norman Reedus, it, it's it's really good. I mean, it's it's really freaking phenomenal. <laughs> How well, I mean, especially Mads Mikkelsen, he really stole the show. And there's just, I mean, there's there's just so many cool things about that game. And um, like, I'll never, I don't think there'll ever be another game quite like Death Stranding, for better or for worse. Um, but I just think that it's really cool that even though it was to the detriment for a lot of people's enjoyment of that game, that, you know, it still maintained what Kojima wanted to do because I mean, like I said, it's just, it's super creative, super fresh. And I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Loved the story, loved the gameplay, all that stuff. So I definitely think you should play it. I've watched gameplay. Um, I've heard you talk about it. Uh, and I still have no idea what it is or what it's about, which makes me kind of want to play it. <laughs> this is again, like, yeah. I feel bad for not ever playing it because you've had such good things to say about it. And it, it's again, one of the few exclusives that I didn't get to. Um, it is on the list to play at some point, but, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I, you were playing that for a while. There was a period where I didn't see you. Uh, you were just straight playing that. Yeah, yeah, I played it. I think I started in, I want to say November, maybe it was October. I honestly, my timeline for this past year is like not good mentally. I can't remember any, <laughs> any, you know, consistent timeline, but I think I finished it probably around, mm, probably in February. I want to say maybe a little bit. Yeah. You, you were playing that for a while. Good while. So you got your money's worth. And I mean, it's obviously a, a great game from the sound of it. I just, I need to get around to playing it, but I knew that would be on the list as well. I knew that and ghost were definitely going to make and Spider-Man. So I kind of had, yeah. had your list and, uh, in mind, I think. Definitely. And the thing with, with death stranding is that it did get really mixed reviews. And this is a completely different discussion for a different day. But the way that reviewers have to play games in order to review them in that short window, Death Stranding does not match up well with that. You cannot sit down and play Death Stranding for you know 20 straight hours. It just doesn't work. It's a game that you need to play for a little bit and then not play. So I completely understand why they didn't like it just because it's games aren't meant to be played like that. Hmm. And that one specifically just does not work in that, um, in that format. You need it to to settle. You know, you got to think on it. I guess it interesting. Simmer. Well, that leads me to my number one, which uh, you might be able to guess. I don't know. I think I can. <laughs> should I say it or should you? Do you want me to say it? Go go ahead and say it. <laughs> Uncharted four. Uncharted four. I had to. I had to. Uncharted. <laughs> I'm gonna go out and say is the greatest series of anything ever made ever, and I can say that. Um, this was such a great cap off to like the series starting, you know, Uncharted, the first one was, uh, like the not big exclusive cause it wasn't big when it came out on the PS3, but it was like a cool exclusive. And I still remember the commercial for it. Um, I went up playing it cause I rented it from Blockbuster shortly before the second one came out because then the second one was getting a, a ton of hype. And I played that at that time, the best game I've ever played. And then Uncharted 3 came out, and like somehow that was even better. And Uncharted 4 came out, and somehow that was even better. Like they just get better and better and better and better. And Uncharted 4 was like the perfect cap off to that series. Um, I'm so excited we get a movie soon. Literally everything from the gameplay to the soundtrack to the characters. The characters were what you keep coming back for. I mean, the combat and things like that, it's okay. It's not going to blow you away. It's fun. It's like arcadey. 
but it's the characters that keep you coming back. Um, and I, I really hope the movie does it justice. You know, the selfish part of me wants an Uncharted 5, even though 4 just capped it off perfectly. Um, definitely up there in terms of one of my favorite games ever played. Uh, if you haven't played it, you need to play it. You absolutely need to play. If there is one game I would say you have to play on the PS4, it's Uncharted 4. I do have it now. I just haven't oh, played it yet. You know, uh, so like a funny running joke between me and Calman is it <laughs> angers me that he hasn't played it yet. Like I get, I get legitimately upset and I ask, what are you waiting for? And I'll ask you now, what are you waiting for? You, you just, just play it. Just do it. Do it now. I, I haven't played the third one yet. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Well, you know, I wish that I haven't played it because I would love to be able to go back and play it the first time. Man, I'm telling you, it, it's it's so good. And it's it's such a good ending to the series. Um, it's worth, uh, you know, I, I would say I know you got a lot of games in your backlog. This is worth putting up to the front, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. I mean, after Ghost, I think Uncharted is next in line. So... And I'm like in the last act in Ghost right now. So it's coming up. I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited up. for what you're going to get to experience. And uh, like I said, you know, we get a new movie. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. The thing too is like Naughty Dog just doesn't miss. I mean, they can do literally whatever they want now. I know The Last of Us 2 was a little bit controversial. I enjoy the game. I don't think it was good enough to make my list. Um, but they literally cannot miss. I feel like they can do anything. Like I can't wait to see what they're going to do on the PS5. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with more, you know, more horsepower and all that good stuff. Um, I don't know what they're. I mean, they might make a new IP. Who knows? Maybe they're working on something that's not, you know, Last of Us or Uncharted related. Um, that'd be pretty exciting. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely need to check out Uncharted Five. And I was actually going to ask you about Last of Us Two because I thought I could have sworn that would have been on your list, but. You know, when you got down to number one, I'm like, oh, I think it's going to probably be Uncharted. Oh, just based on my landslide. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's like my yeah. my thing. I love Uncharted, and I mean, again, it's it's really the characters or why you keep coming back to that game. I mean, like I said, it's it does so many things so well, but I've never had a game make me that attached to characters like Uncharted Four, and it felt like you know, it's almost like what Marvel did. You know how long that that setup was for Endgame. That's kind of like what this felt like. You know, you start with Uncharted which I think the first one came back in like 2006 or seven long time ago. And then this capped it off when it came out, yeah. which I think was 2016. So um, yeah, last of us two, I really enjoyed it. Uh, even though the reviews were very controversial again, that's a game that's, it was much improved over the first one. So that right there was a win. I mean, the combat was brutal, uh, absolutely brutal. Um, the story I thought was good. A lot of people had a problem with it, but, um, you know, this is like a top six or top seven list. It might get in maybe, maybe a top eight or a top nine, but, um, top five. Yeah. It just fell outside for me. That's fair. I think that's fair. Um, no, I will have to say that as an honorable mention, and this isn't necessarily, you know, just a game. Um, but I have to say, I definitely appreciate the PlayStation four for allowing me to be able to try out VR for the first time. Um, I feel like that was a really big achievement. And I don't know if PlayStation's planning on continuing with like, you know, a PSVR 2. They've already said that the original PlayStation VR is just going to be legacy hardware for the PlayStation 5. It'll still support, you know, backwards compatible. But they said they have no plans on continuing the PlayStation VR. So I don't really know what that means. Um, but I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. 
that there wasn't a particular experience or game on there that I would have included on my list. But the fact that they kind of, you know, contributed in getting this whole VR trend started. And in my opinion, they created the best headset on the market in terms of comfort and, you know, how they designed it. You know, obviously, you know, the Oculus is now, you know, coming up with the additions and different models like every, you know, three months or whatever. Um, but I think PlayStation VR, though, just in terms of comfort and in terms of look, there's not a better looking VR headset than that PSVR with all those lights. It and, does look you know, slick. Not on it does there. look slick. And it looks awesome. The DualShock on the PS5 is getting like raving reviews. I, I mean, I'm hearing it's the best part of the system it right is. now um, with its feedback. So I would like to see them incorporate that with VR. I don't know if it's in their plans or not, but I mean, geez, why not? It almost seems like yeah. peanut butter to the VR's jelly. Yeah, and I know that someone from PlayStation, they said they were treating PlayStation VR like it was the PS1. So, I mean, I imagine that they're going to continue. I mean, at this point, why not? It was fairly successful. And, you know, I think that playing games, because that's actually been a lot of the games that I've been playing since we last recorded. I've been playing a lot of like No Man's Sky in VR for PlayStation 4. And I have to say, it's it's definitely a viable way of playing. Like it's it actually, uh, you know, if, if you do it correctly, like how um, I think it's Hello Games, I think that's what they are. Um, if you do it correctly, like they did, and you make this, you know, these controls really functional, you know, it almost feels like you know a VR PC game because you can kind of aim like your reticule or whatever you're you're trying to do or your beam, and it's man it it actually is really functional and i think that if you know everyone kind of took the time to you know do that with other games i think it could be a really good option like a different you know obviously you want to be able to play a game and you know eat food and all that stuff without having to mess with a headset but i think if you had the option you know the the weakest part of the playstation vr currently is those move controllers and if they can upgrade the controllers for the playstation uh, five with a new headset or if they want to continue onward with the psvr um you know I'd, I'd be all for it i feel like to me if i had to make a prediction right now um a lot of people think that you know sony's going to you know start supporting like oculus and you know htc and all that other stuff and they're just going to not make their own hardware i completely doubt that I think the whole reason why we're seeing, um, you know, uh, these reports that they're going to end, you know, PSVR support, you know, for PlayStation 5 games specifically, I think it's because they are working on a new controller and they are working on a new headset that does not utilize the camera. All those lights, Dakota, I don't know if you know, but all those lights on the PSVR and the PlayStation Move, they, they actually do serve a purpose and that's to be tracked by the camera. Like that's the whole reason why there are lights on there. And I think that the new method is going to be sensors of some sort, similar to um, how like, you know, the new like uh, Oculus Quest is where it's, you know, going to just have built in, I guess, motion tracking. I guess it uses some kind of gyroscope or something to kind of detect where you're at. But I think that's what's what it's going to be. And I think it's not going to support the other ones because they're changing how the headset and how the controllers will function. So I think that's honestly what they're going to do. I don't think that PlayStation, who you know is kind of against cross-platform play for a while, I doubt they're going to let third-party uh, peripherals, especially from you know their competition, function on their system. I just can't imagine that happening. Mm. 
That's a very good point. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess maybe when we're doing our PS5 recap six, seven years from now, that's what it is. <laughs> we'll have, uh, we'll be able to go back and listen to this and be like, oh, you know, uh, look what happened. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And I will say, I also wanted to, because, man, we haven't really had a chance to even talk about PlayStation 5 since, um, I guess, since, you know, we found out the pricing and all that. Um, and I just wanted to say prior to, you know, talking about like the, the you know the pricing and all that i just want to say that i think ps4 playstation really was in tune with what their player base wanted uh, i think that the decisions that they've made um you know obviously from like party chat features and you know just a better ui from like the playstation 3 and just various other things the pricing for playstation 4 was great uh, i think they were just really in tune with what their player base wanted I think the biggest slip up they had was the whole thing with cross platform and how they were kind of resistant to it at first. And in some ways they probably still are a little resistant to it, but eventually, you know, they kind of enabled it. And then we're starting, you know, we saw rocket league kind of open up in terms of, you know, cross platform play, obviously, you know, Warzone, a game that we both, you know, love quite a bit, you know, that opened up cross platform play as well. So they went back and they fixed that. I feel like that was really the main thing that they messed up on. But now going into PlayStation 5, and I remember our PlayStation 5 um, when they first, I guess, showed off the system itself. You know, they didn't really go into a whole bunch of different details about price or anything like that. Um, we were talking about the price, and I think that I may have guessed our pr- the, the price right on here. And you know, I just wanted to throw out there, I think that this is just, you know, kind of shows a good sign that they are still dialed in to what their player base, you know, are willing to pay for this machine. And the fact that, you know, we are getting the pricing as, you know, as it is, I think that that's, I think it's just a really good sign. I think they're still in tune with what their player base is wanting and what they're asking for, um, which gives me a lot of confidence because I know going from, you know, PS2 to PS3, they kind of stumbled out of the gate. I think that them, you know, taking a step back and then pricing this thing appropriately, I think this is going to pay dividends going forward. Yeah, they put a, a big emphasis on you know exclusives, um, which I, I don't think the Xbox can even match. Um, and they really made sure that you know they gave the developers the tools to to put out good good games. You know, the focus was still there for single player games, which is so rare now from a lot of developers. So yeah. I just hope we get more of that. Give me some more franchises, you know, some new stuff. That's that's what I want. Yeah, and and it's it's going to be a really odd generation. Um, because, you know, once again, while we were away for these, you know, few months, um, you know, you see Microsoft doing some crazy stuff. You see them acquiring Bethesda, which is actually a pretty big deal. You know, it's a pretty big third party that they just acquired, possibly preparing for a future where, you know, these consoles are just app based and, you know, Microsoft's trying to own as many things as they can. And it's, uh, it's a really interesting strategy, but then you're, you're just seeing PlayStation, where you know they're investing heavily in you know their own teams really you know and they're making their own exclusives microsoft's trying to catch up i think in terms of that um but it's really hard to see what they're doing um and i just i don't know going into this gen i just have so much confidence that sony is going to you know make the right decisions and make intriguing um you know their teams are going to make you know intriguing games for us to play and not just in the you know beginning of the generation, but all throughout, there's just you know continued momentum and you know just constant um, you know fresh games to play. 
And that's, you know, something I think PlayStation 4 nailed. You know, not only is it being propped up by, you know, a strong third-party effort again this generation, but it's also being propped up by just, you know, Sony releasing just amazing games just time and time again. I can't really think of a lot of PlayStation games that maybe didn't pan out. Um, the only ones I can really think of were, what was it? The Order 18-something-something. and uh, Yeah, that was... And I played it. That was fun. It went to like 10 bucks <laughs> after like a week because it was like four hours. It was a good four hours. That was the rise of the PlayStation 4. That was our equivalent. Uh, it was just over-promised, yeah. under-delivered. But what we got was fun. But yeah, I totally would agree. It was a disappointment compared to what I thought we were getting. Yeah. 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 I I just think But that, there's not many. You no. Know, yeah. Yeah. I can't I mean, maybe that um what was it? That game with like the zombies that came out, I think it was a couple of years ago. It's like the motorcycle. Oh yeah. Uh last stand? Something no, that's not ringing a bell. I know what game you're talking about though. Now we have to look it up. Um yeah, I know the the code name or like the original name for it. I think was the Dead Don't Ride or something like that, but I can't remember what it was called. I actually like that name better than what it is. Yeah, Dead yeah, Don't I'm pretty ride. sure that was the original name. I like it. Name. Okay. Yeah, Dead Don't Ride. Days Gone. <laughs> Days Gone. That's yeah. right. Okay, I was gonna say Days Gone. You know, it's funny. I, that's another exclusive I didn't get a chance to play because um, I just heard it was okay. But now with the the gold list of games available in the PS5, um, I, I'm probably going to wind up playing that that'll be one of the first games i play on the ps5 oh that's right yeah i completely forgot about that so i guess you know what what game is or what game are you most excited to play on ps5 because i mean you're going to be playing it you know tomorrow which tomorrow yeah time of the recording well we're going to start off i'm definitely getting spider-man miles morales um that'll probably be the only game i I buy tomorrow because i want to run through that like i mean if, if i get my console early in the morning I will beat that game tomorrow. Um, I took I took the day off. I got no plans. My chores are done. <laughs> it is totally free day for me. Um, I do want to get NBA, even though I, I know 2K right now is not um, it's not a fan favorite. There's some negative things they're doing, but the game looks awesome. And to me, when we think about like next gen, if you've seen the gameplay, it looks ridiculous. It looks like a real NBA game. So I definitely want to get NBA. And um, I would like to try the Demon Souls remastered. I think that'll give me a nice um, little bit of everything um, that I'll be able to, um, you know, give some good impressions on if we do a follow up episode. I don't know if I'll get them all right away, but that's kind of what I'm looking for in the short term, I guess. Uh, that's kind of contradictory, yeah. isn't it? Short term and not get it right away, but not. I'm not going to buy them all tomorrow, but in you know the next weeks to month, month and a half, that's what I would like to get. Um, Call of Duty, of course, is coming out, which I always like to get. Um, I'm, I do like to play shooters more on the PC, so that might be a save for that. But that's what I'm looking at now. You know, Spider Man, I would like to maybe give Demon Souls a try, and uh, I definitely want to get NBA. Yeah, Demon Souls looks freaking awesome. Oh, it looks ridiculous. Uh, that's un- uh, unbelievable. It looks so good. Yeah. So, what version are you getting? Are you getting the uh, the digital or the physical? Yeah, I did the physical. Um, I just wanted that option, honestly, is what it came down to. And this is going to be my main media center. I wanted something that could play discs. I'm sure by the next iteration, it's going to be digital only. Every sign points that direction. So I went with the the um, the, the disc based one. Another hundred bucks, but 
again, you know, I was, I, I knew it was going to be, I kind of, I thought they're, you know, if they only did one edition or whatever. Um, I thought it would be about 500 bucks anyway. So to me, it wasn't like I was paying more than I expected to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd probably end up getting the digital just because it's cheaper and I don't really foresee myself buying any more physical games. But at the same time, it's like it is nice knowing you have the option, even though I think that that one, that PlayStation looks like it has like a, a baby bump. Mm, um, yeah, it does. But, <laughs> it's it's a weird looking console. You definitely have to send pictures when you get it. Because, um, I mean, it's it's I think it's bigger. I think it's actually bigger than the original like PS3 fat. Like, I think it's bigger. Than I, I mean, I just saw somebody post a comparison on Twitter right before we started this podcast. I've seen comparisons, but I saw a photo just next to the, the PS4. Dude, it's massive. It is yeah. really big. And apparently, the yeah. developer wanted to make it even bigger. They had they, the engineering team told them they had to make it smaller. So, Jesus, could you? It'd be like having a you know a PC case or something. Yeah, I mean that's exactly that's exactly what it'd be like, and I think it, they put like a massive cooling fan in there, didn't they? I don't know if you saw like the strip down, but I th- I'm pretty sure they put like a huge cooling fan, and that was like one of the reasons why um, they you know made it as big as it was was because they wanted it to have like proper like air ventilation. Well, geez, how so many consoles have failed from that before? You know, so that's definitely uh, good to hear. I would say. Um, yeah, it's not going to be a system that I move anyway, so I'm okay with it being large. It's going to sit in one spot aside from cleaning. So, but I guess we'll see tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be my reaction. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. 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 We'll definitely have to, we'll definitely have to come back on and, and talk about that. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. I, I'm definitely jealous for sure. Um, but you know, I'm, couple of weeks from now i'm gonna have a really killer washer and dryer and, <laughs> uh you know maybe i can like i don't know put dunk my head in there and there you like go I'm i'll stream and you can watch you can yeah. hold a controller and pretend you're playing yeah, there you go yeah <laughs> take me back to my uh my baby days yeah it's Sega not plugged Genesis. in but you're playing <laughs> yeah this this wire is like frayed and it's not plugged in but you know, you're, you're contributing somehow that's funny. Oh man. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's I guess that's more or less everything I wanted to to talk about. I guess with PS4. Um, now, are you going to have like a hard time sleeping at night? Like, oh, for sure, for, for like, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm checking the status of my delivery, even though I know nothing's going to happen at 10:57 Eastern that it is now. <laughs> uh, but I can't wait. I want to get that update that it's out for delivery. So hopefully, I wake up to that email tomorrow. Yeah, I don't want to scare you, but I do know some people that. Um, they said that theirs like hasn't even showed actually no you already said that yours was was like it already left the yes mine is it's at the FedEx Center in Pennsylvania in Philadelphia basically so in our location that's 15 minutes from here there is an issue it seems like with retailers i haven't heard anything from sony directly which is who i ordered it from with free same day shipping and they made sure that was very specified you will get it same day is at least what it said can that change of course. Yeah. Could it change tomorrow? Of course. The estimated time, they, they do have, it says it's estimated to be delivered tomorrow up until 8 p.m. So if I get it at 8, it's going to be unfortunate. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's going to be a long, <laughs> long day of work Friday. Maybe I'll, I'll have to call out. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I should be getting it tomorrow. Fingers crossed. 
Uh, but I have heard retailers um, have not even shipped some. And I mean, if you got it through Amazon, they're saying you might not get it till Christmas. So, you know, oh, that man. could always change. That would be awful. Yeah, like, I'm hoping really I don't terrible. get it. Yeah, I, I mean, some people are. Yeah, it's there. I want to. I'll yeah. call FedEx and I'll tell them, "Hey, I'll come pick it up. Just, just have it ready for me. <laughs> I'll come sign for it." You know, <laughs> God forbid that thing gets lost in the oh, truck. Man. You know, gets into an accident or something. Man, I, I work. I kind of work in. Um, I don't really work in logistics necessarily, but I, I do a lot of uh, dealing with FedEx and UPS. And uh, if you knew <laughs> all the different <laughs> things that go missing. <laughs> You would be very scared right oh, now. Oh, sure. I, you know, being at Best Buy, I, I can't tell you how many times somebody's computer got lost and we had to tell them, oh, you got to go to FedEx. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or we use UPS. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, oh, it's, I get, I know I get your text time to time. Like, hey, been on the phone with FedEx for five hours. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like they sent something um, from like, you know, Kentucky to Georgia. But for some reason, it went to Georgia to Texas back to Georgia. Oh, it's Lord. like, uh, is that a quicker way? Yeah, mess. But hopefully everything goes well. I definitely wish you luck. Um, you know, definitely send a send a picture of that when Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Because I'm I am curious to see it, you know, in I don't know. I'm I have seen pictures glory. of it, but you know, just the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm jealous. I'm very jealous. Um, so yeah, I guess we will we'll check back in with you once uh once you have it all set up and you've had some time to play. Uh so I don't know, tomorrow night or the night after or whatever um just you know some first initial impressions because unfortunately i can't do that yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) um (laughs) i'll take notes for you Um, yeah. (laughs) yeah definitely definitely all right man well uh i think that is going to be uh everything that i have um i have to say definitely a huge improvement of not sweating to death in my car this has been hey you sound much better <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. Can you tell the difference? Like, do I sound? You know, like the fatigue didn't set in. Breathe. Yeah, yeah. So that's. I mean, that's a huge positive. So uh, this was uh, episode fifty-four of Game Opinions. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on the uh, the Apple Podcast and all those other good, fun places where you like to consume podcasts. Uh, we didn't even do our intro. Um, that we usually do in this episode. It's, you know, it's been a while. We're a little rusty. So, Um, but yeah, we will catch you guys in the next episode. Until then, keep on keeping on. See ya.